0: This is Julie. Hey, Calendar. What's my morning like? Julie's about to have a long day. At 9 a.m., soccer carpool.
1: 9.10, purchase birthday card. 9.05, dry cleaning.
0: Did you just go backwards? I'm sorry.
1: I can't fit that question into your schedule. Huh. 9.15, cry for a
0: little bit. For days that won't end, let Schwans help. With Schwanz, you can get delicious meals that go from freezer to table in minutes, not hours. Ordered, delivered, done. That's homemade easy. Visit today at schwanz.com.
2: And 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 talk their business. They do their business talk with Rashad McDonald on money making conversation. All oh, this show is getting special. It's taking off, and uh, I'm so uh, I have used use the word blessed because I've surrounded myself with people who believe in me. And it was just a dream, and the dream is taking off and being recognized as a very popular show not on not only on radio but in podcast. And uh, and um, I'm just uh, I'm blessed. My next guest, over the course of a career spanning more than thirty years. He has solidified his status as one of the world's premier performers. He is an award-winning actor and comedian, writer, producer, director, and philanthropist, whose career spans television, live performances, and film. He's currently starred on the hit CBS sitcom, The Neighborhood, which is TV's number one new comedy and airs on Monday nights. Please welcome back, back, back to Money Making Conversations, Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs>
3: Shout out! Uh, y'all need all the noise, Rashad. Like, we like we're the club. I need smoke to come down. Confetti <laughs> drop. This is like New Year's Eve. <laughs>
2: okay, I'm like, what up, dog? Hey man, you said New Year's Eve. Them the, them the hardest shows to do, brother's a comedian. Them New Year's Eve shows. Uh, Whoa!
3: I know it, man. People be. We did a few of them. You know, people be drunk already, and they they loud, and everybody got on loud outfits, so they loud, and the outfit's loud.
2: And so people don't understand this, that as a comedian, you know, we operate on response. If you can sing, you can sing through New Year's Eve. But as a comedian, you need people to laugh back at you. And about 15 minutes before it's midnight, they start looking at their watches. They start planning on you, and you need them to keep listening to you. So th- your biggest check you yeah, will ever it, get as a it, performer, it, right, Cedric, is New Year's Eve. But boy,
3: Right. Yeah, yeah, that's the big check of the year. But then, like, you know, then you got three, four people in their clock just wrong. <laughs> so they counting. It's, it's 1135. Now, y'all, you set your watch first. <laughs> You're doing all this loud counting. It ain't 1230 yet. Yeah?
2: Cedric, I, I was just listening. I was just looking back, man, and um, – you know, because I had a comedy club in Houston, Texas in 1992. It was called Hip Hop Comedy Style. Yeah. And this young man out of St. Louis, uh, you know, I was going, but I, I didn't know anybody, I just started the comedy club because Depth Comedy Jam was hot. And um, yeah, they told me this guy in St. Louis was funny. And, I, and, and that's when I was, he was the first out-of-town act that I had booked. And Cedric, you know, you come from the corporate world. A lot of people don't know that. Cedric, has a college degree in yeah. the corporate world. And he kind of like me. I left IBM. I got a college degree in mathematics. And a lot of people don't know that. They just see the funny side of him, and they don't see a, a serious side of Cedric. And so just like our people don't understand the serious side of me, but they bought into it because I manage talent like Steve. So I go, okay, he's smart, you know. And so and when I, look right. at, when I look at your brand and you had to tell people that you are going to leave the corporate space to, to, to tell jokes, how what was that reaction?
3: I mean, it was hard. I had worked for a Rico corporation in the early areas of fax machines. So it was a big company. Mm-hmm. Fax was new. It was hot. You can sell <laughs> fax machines uh, to anybody because it was like selling somebody a magic trick. They was like, oh, yeah, I want one of them. <laughs> I, can the, I, can get, I can get the letter right now. Like, okay, Man, you can send my invoice right now. Yep. And so people like start loving them. So then I started working for State Farm. Uh, as a claims adjuster. And, you know, and at that time, you know, you could see yourself being trapped. I started to do comedy mm-hmm. at the same time mm-hmm. I was doing State Farm. Right. And I saw myself getting moved up in the corporate ladder mainly because of my personality, right. Rashawn. It wasn't really like I was good, but people liked working with me and you <laughs> realize that that's kind of... It go like that. It's who you know. Like, people go, who you know? Well, people go, well, if I'm going to be you know, a Super we take four trips a year. I'd rather go with Cedric than with Bob. So I'm going to move <laughs> set up. And I'm like, so you look at you, are a young man, you're about to start getting trapped, make a 60, 70,000 a year. You're like, if I start making this money, I'll never go for my dreams. And so, mm-hmm. I had to make that, I had to make that decision right around that early in my life, like, yo, I could take this money and kind of, you know, live the safe life and, you know, get the, you know, get the house with the picket fence And right. the cool little, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Chrysler 300 and that gonna be my life You know what I mean? Or <laughs> I can I, go I, for this dream So <laughs> I did not, And I and that ain't hating on Chrysler 300 that just wasn't just <laughs> no, me. no, but you're telling awesome. the truth Because
2: I was the same space I was like, okay Because, you know, you, you nobody tells you you can be a comedian in the, If you're in a black community You know, that's yeah. not an option That's not an option Because Richard Pryor's the comedian Eddie Murphy was the comedian Who are you? Exactly who are you? Exactly. That, you, you, when people tell especially, you that. Especially when we came up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, black people yeah, said you know, black up people set you straight, Cedric. Black people kill your dreams sometimes. Yeah. Boy, shut up and go in there and do what you're gonna do. You ain't Richard Pryor. You ain't Eddie Murphy. And and and, and it's really important right. that you understand that that you can do that. That's why I do the show. Let people you can understand that you can be there because sometimes we as a people will, <laughs> will slow down our opportunities to be a, be be successful in life because. They did we did they didn't do it. And they see the difficulties of, of the being accomplished and then they tell you what you can't do. And that's why I always tell kids, I tell parents, don't tell your kid what they can't do. Try to help them do what they want to do. And we yeah. all win. Because that's that's your that's philosophy, good. man. That's what that's I always good. loved that's about a, you. That's a good that's a that's a good children's book, man. You have a right there. <laughs> well you know, I'm gonna tell you something, <laughs> You know, when I see when yeah. I remember when the rides broke out up there in St. Louis, you know, You set aside the jokes. You set aside the jokes and went on TV. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, You know, and still, still really involved in that kind of advocacy right now because, you know, policing, not to jump the subject, but policing, and the, the way that we live in the world is that people can't, power sources can't belong to just somebody with the badge or the power right now because they're still a human being. And so they if, they if they feel protected, you know, by status, by, you know, um, you know, being a part of one organization, then the rest of the world is is outside of that, and that's where you got to be careful about allowing you know police to you know to be able to do their job. But kink, they, they don't have a freedom to say I was scared of my life, and therefore I took I had the whole right to take somebody else's. Right. That's a big that's a big responsibility right there, man.
2: On the phone is my man Cedric the Entertainer here. Like I said, uh, he's still, Cedric, you're still on The Last OG, right? With Tracy Morgan on, on.
3: Yeah, still on The Last OG as well. That new season will be coming on starting next month. Uh, second season of The Last <laughs> OG, funny show. <laughs> Definitely, y'all want to tune into that, but those, no doubt.
2: But Monday night now, on CBS, the number one show, Cedric Entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> now, I tell you, here's the yeah, deal. Man. Here's the deal. 2018 wow. was beautiful to you. You know, And you done, man, you done some stuff, boy. I tell you. You may not ever top that Super Bowl commercial, boy. Because, boy, that Super Bowl commercial, that that, that puts you on the spot right That That that, that elevated you beyond Kings to comedy right there. But, man, what you doing, doing now?
3: What, what you saying? It really did. It's interesting because it's still to this year. It was in the top five. I know. Like, like they do a evaluation mm-hmm. of best Super Bowl commercial, and that commercial still stood strong. So that's that's one of them kind of things that's a blessing, man.
2: Oh yeah, because I, I read it. I read that article. I went, wow, man, that's that's powerful. That you know, because because like I said, you the guy, you know that in life that that uh, you know, like I said, you are stay for people saying, why are you gonna go? Well, well, you need to stay, man. There's no guarantees. You know something? I believe in me. I believe I can do this, and that's important to people to hear yeah. you say that, man.
3: Yeah, exactly. And it, it's it's. But I did it, you know. Like I, said, I also tell people this, I didn't do it like frivolously. Like I I had a I created a strategy. I started local. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I performed and got my name up locally so that I had, like, a, you know, a little bit of a cash flow that right, I could right, do right, right, around right, right, St. St. Right. Louis. Dinner. Then I spread it out a little bit, Chicago, you know, Memphis, places I can run down and make a little money, make sure I can always pay my bills. Mm-hmm. And then I created a national platform. But I didn't leave my job or none of those things, because my job had insurance, man. Come on, now I had dental and I go to the doctor. I wasn't giving that up talking about I'm a comedian. Like, nah, I, I need to get these molars
2: fixed. You're on the last OG. You're not the star, that, but you're yeah. successful, man. You're rolling. And then you get this opportunity. Now you're on TV or another network, CBS. You know? Yeah. Not, not, Vegas. That, that That's a crossover network. You know what I'm saying? CBS. Yeah. So tell us about that whole process, man, the development of the show.
3: I mean, you know. Well, that's the thing too. I always try to tell people that longevity. Uh, you know, that reminds me of Martin Luther King. Where longevity has its place is the idea of, of believing in the long run, man. Like you can't necessarily, even if you get hits now, and you know somebody have a big hit young in their career, you know. But who's what's the best thing about having a long career? So, you know, we you know from the Steve Harvey show that was on the WB to having my show, The Soul Man. That was on uh, TV Land. Mm-hmm. I had never had, you know. I did have Sid the to presents on Fox, Fox, right? But I have never had anything on one of the big networks. I've mm-hmm. had deals, but never. And so, to you know, to this point in my life, to have a show on the number one network with a number one new comedy, and to have that 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 the resources of that of that network behind you, uh, you see a difference. There is a. There is a vitalization that happens that says, uh, I'm validated. One, people like, people understand who I am now. They get my brand. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have to change to do it. I tell a story that's about something that we all live gentrification, how our neighborhoods are being, you know, you know, uh moved into how right. things that we've grown grown up with and now we have to deal with the world moving forward and now you you gotta deal with the Whole Foods where your where your hairdresser used to be. Like that's <laughs> right. not there no more. So so, so, so you know these kind of things is, is, is you know, and I thought it was just a great place for the show. And uh, so today, and so we just ended up making a great partnership. And I'm glad that people are enjoying the show and we're having a good time with it, man. Great it's, it's so true. It's just so true. A good
2: time. It's so true. It was so funny because I, 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 I'm Houston Texas, I'm from Fifth Ward. Fifth Ward is the, a black community. And so it was, my mom still lives there, went in there and built out a house. She didn't want to move, Cedric. She. she went, hey, I ain't going. Right. So I just built a house know, on, like, around her house. You know, I'm going like, you know, if I just would tear that down. No, you ain't tearing that down. Okay, okay, we're gonna build a house around your house. Now, <laughs> now I gotta put security along because everybody looking at the house. Everybody looking at the right. house, but she refused to move. So they, they they got a big freeway they put into the neighborhood. And I my wife said, What's what's going on? I said, Well, well, my mom's value about to go up. <laughs> Cause all this that's gonna fun. be gone. Because that's what happened. They do put a freeway in the black neighborhood because they like black neighborhoods. They know that they're about to change. And that's why your show is so timely. That's why your show is so timely, man. That's why I love it.
3: Yeah, no, and it's it's those kind of things. And in in, in the process of that, you know, we do, uh, you know, like, of course, you know, like guys like us, we've had opportunities to live in a big world and operate with a number of different people. And everything doesn't break down to black and white. Mm -hmm. So you do realize there's groups of people out there that if you get to know them as human beings, you actually enjoy them. And I think the idea that we separate each other along color lines, along uh, sexual preference, and you don't realize that, yo, if I got to know this individual, I would enjoy them as a person. I would be like, oh, I don't have to judge you because you look different than me or you come from somewhere else. And so that's what we try to also uh, really encourage in this show, even though you know, everybody got to have tribal kind of pride. You know, we right. <laughs> have pride in right. being a black man, and and you know, loving black women, and all these kind of things that right. are, that make us feel prideful. Mm-hmm. But you don't judge the other you don't judge the other because you don't understand it try to understand it and then recognize that you can grow from those things so that's what you know this show is all about and so uh my character is pretty hardcore at first i you know i'm the Archie bunker i'm the dude that's stuck in my ways and don't want no change and then i eventually you know come to to get to know this family and this guy as a as an individual right and then you see the growth of my character
2: Wow, that's the neighborhood on CBS, starring my good friend Cedric yeah, the Uh His character is Calvin Butler, and the cur- currently airs
3: Calvin
2: Butler ca- currently, currently adds every Monday night at eight PM seven Central. Hey Cedric, man, I appreciate you. I love so many years, man, watching each other, and especially watching you because you yeah. you're the face of America. We didn't even talk about barbershop. We didn't talk about a lot of things. You are iconic, man, yeah. and you absolutely deserve that star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, okay?
3: Appreciate you, sir. Thank you, man. That's dope.
2: All right. we talk soon. How many of us have looked at our finances and screamed, how can we make this much and still have so much debt? it just creeps upon you right unexpected repairs replace the washer and dryer medical bills and the killer those insane interest rate credit cards you had to use to pay for it here's a really smart move that could help you get on top of your finances get a fixed rate personal loan at bestegg.com the rates are great right now imagine finally being able to pay down those crazy high credit cards and bills and then bank the money you save each month consumers have rated bestegg 4.8 4.8 out of 5 stars on consumer affairs because of the super easy online app that takes about a minute with no impact on your credit card score. Upon approval, funds can be deposited in as little as one business day. You hear me? Get your bills under control. Bank what you save and take control of your finances with a loan from bestegg.com. Visit bestegg.com slash plan. bestegg.com slash plan. Again, bestegg.com slash plan. And change your life. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversation. Um, The show is growing so much, and I'm so happy about the guests, the quality of guests I get on the show on a, on a regular basis. Uh, it just started with an idea, a simple idea of wanting to uh, share my my success beliefs, my sex success steps, and then and then get other people to come on my show and share their stories, whether it's in entertainment, whether it's in small business, whether it's in, corporate, in the corporate world, or just uh, regular jobs, how, how I How I associate with my coworkers. How how do I climb that corporate ladder? My next guest is a homegrown. She's a native of Alpharetta, Georgia. She attended the University of Georgia, where she played volleyball and basketball, and she's going to become what I consider the next big TV star. I'm going to tell you right now, big TV star. Three years, I think three years ago, I'm watching TV, late night TV, I think Pac-10 basketball, and I see this young lady, and I go, while I was with my wife. I was right there, my wife was, I said, that young lady right there is talented. She said, well, I said, some she's, she's gifted. She's her ability to articulate on the spot was something that fascinated me. She's in her sixth season as an analyst, host, and reporter for ESPN, and served as a commentator for the 2017 and 2018 college football playoff, semifinal, final and national championships games. In 2017, She became the first African-American woman to co-host College Game Day built by the Home Depot. That's the largest uh, college fan show on television. Previously, she served as the first female host of the SEC Network Traveling College Football Show, the SEC Nation, alongside my man Tim Tebow, Marcus Spears, and Paul Feinbaum. That show right there. When she hosted that show, that was the best sports show on television. I told her that to her face. You can see her on ESPN Get Up. I like to say, change the culture of that TV show when she, when they start putting it on there. Please, I'm going to just stop bragging on her. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Maria Taylor. Oh, thank you so
1: much for having me. I'm literally over here blushing, like, have I done all those things? Are you sure you're talking about the right person? Yes, I am. <laughs>
2: um, Maria, you just... Uh, Tell me the journey to get here. You know, I know that, uh, you know, you're you're local because the show broadcasts in Atlanta, and you're from Alpharetta, Mm -hmm. went to Georgia, volleyball, basketball. How did they hold up? What what, what was your degree playing in? Well, I really
1: started out when I got to Georgia thinking that I was going to be some kind of team doctor one day, and then I took biology and realized that's not a good idea because that's not my strength (laughs) at all. (laughs) So. Um, you know, a couple of majors later, went through the business cycle and did the accounting class. I got to broadcast journalism and thought to myself, like, this is really what I want to do. I love talking to people. I love uh, interviewing people, just asking a bunch of questions. And that would be the perfect fit for me. And luckily, the University of Georgia has a great journalism school mm-hmm. in Grady. Yeah, so I was able to, my senior year, we're putting on whole news. So I have a resume tape by the time I graduate, wow. and then mm-hmm. at the time, you know, Damon Evans was the athletics director at Georgia, and mm-hmm. he knew my plans, my goals, my dreams of eventually working for ESPN, and he helped me get my first job out of the gates at Georgia, working for Georgiadogs.com. So I was just like the reporter of our website, and I also did radio for volleyball and women's basketball.
2: So, so uh, that's why I always tell people the importance of relationship. That's a relationship. Mm-hmm. They gave you mm-hmm. your really first option, but also when I see you on television, what, is, what, what do you what do you consider your number one skill set? Is it preparation or is it the mm-hmm. ability to think on the spot? Because when you're walking up to to, to coaches, sometimes they're happy. Sometimes I'm talking about, <laughs> at, you know, she, she she's on the sideline with some of the biggest coaches in the game. And so not all of them, they, they, the, the, they're just doing it because it's pretty much mandatory they got to do the interview. So right. getting that information out and being articulated after a loss, or after mm-hmm. a victory, sometimes people are pulling mm-hmm. on you Knocking you out the way—they don't care, you Maria Taylor. They're getting close too. So right. how, how, do, you how <laughs> do you manage all that? How do you manage all that?
1: I think it's one of the keys that I actually learned in volleyball. It's called reading and reacting. So um, you almost have to read what's going on in the game. You have to read the coach's face when he comes over. You have to read the tone that he's taking with you. You kind of have to know if he's only going to give you one question or if he's going to give you two, and then you react to him. If he mm-hmm. says something that's completely crazy that you didn't think that he was going to say, you have to <laughs> respond by having a follow-up question. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, if right. You just ask If you have two questions packaged, then you're going to look a little bit like you don't listen to him at all on camera if you don't respond to what he just said. So you have to be able to react. I think those are two of the biggest uh, criteria to becoming a sideline reporter or you know, just getting really good at your craft is that ability to kind of go with the flow, to listen, to change lanes quickly, um, and adjust to what's going on. Around you and the circumstances that you've been placed
2: in. You know, the really thing about I'm talking to Maria Taylor. Uh, she's a host, reporter, and analyst for ESPN, covering college basketball, college football, and more. The thing I like about your career so far is that I, I you know, I, I, Rashad McDonald discovered you on ESPN doing college basketball. Now mm-hmm. you're over here at college football. You know, which, are, mm-hmm. which which means that you, you know, you diversifying your platform, multiple streams of income. And so, uh, yes. you know, that's important because people can pigeonhole you and say, you know, she's over there, she's basketball only. How were you able to make that transition? How, what, 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 what depth move it? Were you able to pull off to be able to do that?
1: Well, one of my biggest goals when I started my career was to make sure that that word pigeonhole never applied to me. So whether that was, I wanted to grow skill sets as a host. Um, that was something that I would, I would really go after. I wanted to everyone to feel like if they needed someone to be an analyst for basketball or volleyball, I could do that. Or if you needed a reporter, I could do that. And, of course, in order to do all those things, you have to be able to work in multiple sports. Otherwise, you'll only work for, say, four months out of the year. And I didn't want that. I wanted a full-time job. <laughs> <Yeah>. And um, <laughs> everyone wants that. So, but mm-hmm. it was great coming out of school because Comcast Sports South, you know Atlanta, they used to be around, CSS. They mm-hmm. were the uh, mm-hmm. high school sports. I was able to do some football games for them. And it kind of translated into doing the SEC game of the week for CSS as well. And so that's how I got into the football lane. Right. But it all started with being just good at basketball and volleyball for them first.
2: That, that's really awesome. And so now you're sitting on, I see a regular on GetUp, which is even mm-hmm. even another stratosphere. And you, you get to report, you get to have your opinion, you get to, how, how has that, that, that transition to that platform changed your perspective I,
1: Yeah, I think it's changed the game in a lot of ways for me because you kind of get seen in the same lane after a while. So, you know, being the reporter or on college game day, you have a certain role right? being on the sidelines. You know, you have a very particular role and it's reporting and a lot of your hits are only for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, when you do get up, you know, you might do the highlight read with Jalen and then you have to have a conversation about the Lakers and then you need to go over and help someone. Dan Orlovsky's doing a touchscreen and now all of a sudden, you know, you're talking about what the Jets need next. And so I think not only is it helping me, I mean, every day I seriously learn something new and feel like I'm getting better at my craft, but mm-hmm. it also positions positions you from a broader scheme, whether that's the higher-ups realizing, oh, Maria's like a a host, too. Like she could sit in that chair um, and lead a conversation and be the conductor on a show. I think for my career, it's been an awesome opportunity to just kind of flex some different muscles. I'm getting real. It's like you get really strong with your quads or whatever, but if you're not working on your calves, your legs going to look crazy. And so I've been working <laughs> really hard just one area. You don't want no kids. crazy legs. Now, yeah. You, you know, you don't want to be looking, people looking at you like, oh, she. I mean, she looks strong on top, but she's the legs. They're
2: like little toothpicks. I don't know. So I'm getting balanced now as a broadcaster. Well, you know, that's what I love about. Uh, you know how you you know I'm just a fan of watching you uh be you because mm-hmm. you know the, the college basketball the college football and get up allows you to talk about everything not baseball is right. about to come you know and then professional football and so you because you 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 your voice allows you to, to to us but you but you that, that, I, I hope you understand what I'm saying is that You are really cultivating that 360, I think, that you've dreamed about in your career.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny because when I set out, you know, I used to always say just I want to be a reporter on ESPN. And then there was a point, I think it was 2012 when I got the job. Okay, it's time to adjust these goals. Like, what do you really want to do? Like, what is the highest dream that you could possibly have? And I remember Robin Roberts says, and I've read her books like 95,000 times, Mm -hmm. but there's a kid listening read from the heart eight rules to live by. She has two of them. The seven rules to live by was before she got cancer. Then she wrote eight rules to live by, but she always said dream big, but focus really small. But so mm-hmm. my big dream is being on good morning America. Then like, what are the skill sets that I need to get there and who needs to believe in me and who do I need to impress? And, you know, what do I need to have entertainment in my background? Do I need to have a little bit of news? So all of that stuff is what I'm kind of trying to line up. If my ultimate goal is maybe doing a big morning show or something like that, which is what my goal kind of changed to once I got to ESPN.
2: Uh, Again, ladies and gentlemen, you can catch her. She tells you her schedule is incredible. You can catch her when she's not on the road. She's going to be on Get Up. That's every morning on ESPN. The new show, um, Million Dollar Mile, uh, premieres March 27th. That's a Wednesday on CBS. It's 10 episodes, high stakes, high competition. And remember this, ladies and gentlemen, Maria, do not change. Okay, and stop <laughs> telling I'm the folks reply, how old I'm you going. are. If they think you're 21, <laughs> ride it out, girl. You're right.
1: I'm gonna let them. I'm gonna let them. Let think it about. ride it out and just you wink. Never, I'm never going past 25. Now. There you go. And wink <laughs> at them when you walk <laughs> off.
2: Yeah. I'm right, all right. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. I, I appreciate you, girl, <laughs> and thank you for calling me from your from the arena.
1: Thank you, and no, I appreciate it, Rashawn. Everything that you've done for me and the way that you're just speaking life into me, it means a lot. Um, I know that you're great at what you do. Your eye is great. You strategize for people, and you've been in the industry for a long time. So it just means a lot to have
2: this conversation with you. I appreciate you. Don't stop. You keep winning. I won't. How many of us have looked at our finances and screamed, how can we make this much and still have so much debt? it just creeps upon you right unexpected repairs replace the washer and dryer medical bills and the killer those insane interest rate credit cards you had to use to pay for it here's a really smart move that could help you get on top of your finances get a fixed rate personal loan at bestegg.com the rates are great right now imagine finally being able to pay down those crazy high credit cards and bills and then bank the money you save each month consumers have rated best egg out of 5 stars on Consumer Affairs because of the super easy online app that takes about a minute with no impact on your credit card score. Upon approval, funds can be deposited in as little as one business day. You hear me? Get your bills under control. Bank what you save and take control of your finances with a loan from bestegg.com. Visit bestegg.com slash plan. bestegg.com slash plan. Again, bestegg.com slash plan. And change your life. Now, my guest who's on the phone, correct? Cool. Great. Uh, is a cornerback in the National Football League. He played college football for the Townsend Tigers. That's in Maryland. And was drafted by the Seattle Seahawks, one of my favorite teams, in the fifth round of the 2015 NFL Draft. He now plays for the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans used to be in, in Houston, used to be Houston, all So, you know, I got like, I got kind of like a feeling for Tennessee Titans, you know kind of like I'm balanced between, I love, hate them. They kind of the old Arlis, but they the Texans. So So I got a love-hate relationship with him already. (laughs) And uh, he's on the show to talk about staying focused and overcoming the odds in professional football. His program, Simple Greatness, is a youth outreach company that focuses on the uplifting of the youth in our communities. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Ty Smith.
5: Hey, how you doing?
2: All right, we uh, Ty. What city are you calling me from?
5: Uh, right now I'm in Santa Cruz, California. I'm a I'm out here training.
2: Oh, oh so you're training? What's that? Uh, getting ready for? Wait, what's that? What's uh, OTAs. OTAs. Okay, I was. Saying, <laughs> I had to get them. Had to get those three letters right because I messed them up the other day when I was interviewing a, another young man from the National Football League. I said PTO, so he started laughing at me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> said, said, I can use those days, but uh, so does it ever stop? Does the training ever stop? Is year round, huh? Because, yeah, yeah,
5: it's real. It's really year round. Um, you just gotta you gotta know when to rest your body, how to build it back up to uh, to get it ready for the season and all that. So it's, it's definitely year round.
2: So the OTAs, that really is. I thought the OTAs is you supposed to go to OTAs to get. In shape and training, but you're saying that you have to train for the OTAs, and then the OTAs is to prepare you for preseason, and preseason is to prepare you for the football season.
5: Yeah, exactly. It's really, yeah. Uh, <laughs> really, uh,
2: when do you so rest, I, sir? When do you rest?
5: <laughs> uh, you might, you might rest uh, of a year, a total of a year. You might rest for like a, a
2: month. Uh huh.
5: You might rest for a total of a month because right after the season, most guys take like. You know, a couple of weeks off and do completely nothing, then they start like right. doing like little foundation stuff to build right. that foundation back
2: up. Right. <laughs> okay. So, so what's a, what's a, what's an off season like for you? We're going to talk about the uh, the many programs you're involved, but I always like the people to know about you as an individual, and also the fact that you know you were you were not a high first round draft pick. You were not from one of those major uh, power five schools, and you've been successful in life uh, Townsend Tigers in Townsend, Maryland. How does a, a young man from that school make it in the national football
5: league? Um, really just not, not giving up, not, uh, not quitting. Um, just, just pushing and understanding and believing that, you know, greater things are coming, especially to those who, who work and put in the work and, um, for me, especially, you know, praying and staying in the Word and just just ultimately just believing that the greatest things are coming.
2: Now, you were drafted in the fifth round, so that's that's yeah. pretty, that's a pretty nice check. Fifth round, that's fifth round. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you went for a power school. Did they invite you to the uh, Combine?
5: Yeah, yeah, I got invited to the Combine.
2: That was key right there, getting invited to the Combine because you got to show off your speed, your agility, and all that stuff. That helped you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it helped. And then, so... So to get there and now you now, now you with Seattle and now you're with the Titans. So when you were with Seattle, how was that first experience when you came into the camp? You you're a fifth round draft pick, you way up north. You know, you went from the east to the very west. So there's a, yeah. a total total culture change. You have to admit there's a culture change. Yeah. So exactly. how did you deal with that? You know, cause your friends, you know, you need support. You need support. You need new teammates and you uh, how did that work for you?
5: Um, it ended up working out pretty well because of the team I went to. We had a a lot of veteran leadership, you know, especially in the, me being a DB. I had veteran leaders like uh, Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, and um, our, uh, yeah. So uh, also our. Uh, Clear development guy Mo Kelly uh, out in Seattle. He's a big help in helping like the rookies and um, the other guys get adjusted to the to the new you know the new community and just the new uh, the business of the NFL. Not just uh, you know college and NFL is different because you know it's a business when you come to the NFL. Well,
2: the great thing about you going to Seattle, you got to see <laughs> and be around some real personalities. It's people who speak yeah. their mind. <laughs> you, know, you know, Bennett, defensive lineman, you know, he real personality. You see Richard Simmons, Stanford Grad, real personality. Earl Thomas, DB, had uh, don't forget my man at quarterback, real Russell, Russell yeah, Wilson, Russell. a <laughs> lot of personality, wide receiver. Doug Ball and Lockett. All it's these the guys. Place. Yeah. Did that did that help you to understand that you could have a because you came into the, into the National Football League right at the right at the Colin Kaepernick moment and it kind of changed the whole perception of the quote unquote black athlete in the National Football League. Am I am I saying that right? Or am I, am I misstating something?
5: Uh, can you explain that a little
2: more? Meaning that you know we became outspoken. You know they were the, yeah. the, the protests. And I, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to put you on the spot. I'm just saying that I'm just in my perception of that, you know, before before that period, just play football. Just play yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, exactly. no, you went out there, got that check, you got hurt, you complained. You know, you, you would complain. But this time politics, I guess, socialism or social, so, the so the, the social climate that was happening in the streets came inside the stadium. Did that have mm-hmm. an effect on you? I'm not saying, uh, not trying to put you on the spot, just saying that it did create a culture change. In the uh, in the league, did it?
5: Uh, yeah, I feel like it did. It, it just um, I feel like that helped athletes speak out more yes, on on political issues and social issues, and and knowing that uh, we can use our platform to bring awareness and uh, change to to what we believe in and what we see out there. Because you got to think about a lot of athletes come from those communities that they're being affected
2: you know, right. in a negative
5: way, and they just want to bring light. To
2: the, they just want to bring life to the situation. Yeah, I like Ty. You type said, can you explain that a little bit more? So Ty's not going to just throw out a response on something and go, what you just say, brother? Look here, I got a uh, career. You ain't messing me up with this interview. or Have me say something yeah. wrong. The reason I, the reason I brought <laughs> that up because you're involved with the Habitats for Humanity and then your yeah. other program. And these are really socially conscious programs. Like, Habitat. Yeah. well, first of all, habit, Habitat for Humanity, you have to work. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's not something you just go around just, just just grin and take pictures. They they're actually building homes, correct?
5: Yeah, that's why uh, I I I, um, I love how to touch with many but it's more like you really put you getting your hands dirty. Like you you are there building the foundation, putting your hands on the house and like you you're there with the family who's gonna live in the house. So you know what I'm saying? You would wow. be hand in with them building the house uh cutting wood putting the doors up nailing, nailing stuff on the roof. that's why i really like them because like like i said it's more of a hands-on thing it's not just you just throwing money right to a, uh to a thing like you're actually helping you actually help volunteer and know that, I feel like that goes a long way
2: now a lot of athletes do foundations uh, wh- what is your foundation structure is it a friend is it a, a mother or father or your sister brother or relative who who runs your foundation?
5: Uh, me. Really, me and uh, <laughs> yeah, fam, family, family and friends. I love this. But, guy. Uh, I say me. mainly me because it, it was like I, said, I can't I can't describe it no better than me and how I go about life and how I go through things.
2: Well, you're kind of doing it anyway when you're talking about uh, the habitats for humanity. There are similarities, yeah. correct?
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. I try to. I try to uh connect with companies that I believe have the same value system as myself.
2: Mhm. And that, and, that, and that value system is what?
5: Uh that value system I would say is a genuine care for people. Yes sir. Uh, yes, sir. it's not about it's about it's not about money. I know uh, you know in this world a lot of people get lost in the money aspect thinking that money and power you know saying is it'll lead you on long way by, I believe, like, like things, value, things like, you know, love, compassion, forgiveness, uh, the thing, the intangibles, you know, that, that we can't we can't really measure, the, the grit that's in people, you know, stuff like that.
2: Well, you know, when when I look at the, uh, we're, we're on the I'm on the phone with Ty Smith. He's a quarterback for the Tennessee Titans uh, was in 2015. was drafted in the fifth round by the CLC Hawks. Like he just stated, you know, there was no guarantees. He got cut by Seattle. Then he was on the practice squad for the Redskins. Then he got picked up by the Tennessee Titans. When you going through those trials and tribulations, what runs through your mind? You're an athlete. You know, you have a short window. You're competing against other athletes. And like I said, you know, at Townsend, you're the fastest person on the team or maybe the strongest person on the team. Then you come to the NFL and you like, first you go to the combine, you go, wow. Then you go to the NFL, you go, wow, wow. So yeah. what keeps you uh, mentally motivated that you can win in that environment? Um, I
5: wouldn't say I'm motivated because that's I feel like that's motivation is just the emotion that comes and goes. I'm just I'm dedicated, right? And that's what, I'm dedicated to be the best that I know I can be, and like I said, I believe that i I can be one of the best to ever play this game, and that's what I, that's why I put in day in and day out. Um, I, I I cherish the small things like the training the moments in training and I feel like that those those small things add up to bigger things down the line. Like when, when things do eventually turn my way and people see the player that I am be that I can be and will be, it'll be an accumulation of all the things that I've worked worked for for from years back. It won't just be from the stuff I did, you know, up to, um, right now. It'll be from the things I did years ago that people need to see.
2: That's important. So um, you're the spokesperson for Habitats for Humanity. Uh, you're a fantastic organization, Simple Greatness. Like it's as simple as you. Greatness is what you can achieve no matter what standards or, or roadblocks or uh, uh, thoughts that people might have about what you can or cannot do. Um, do you have any uh, uh, so, uh, software, I mean, some uh, social media handles you want to throw out right quick, Ty, so we can get you building your brand? Yeah, uh, my
5: my Instagram is Ty Smith. T-Y-E-Smith. Um, and my Twitter is Ty Smith um C as in Cat B as in Boy for cornerback. Yes sir. And um, I also have a website. It's um, simple with the letters GNS dot com. And people can go uh, read up about simple greatness and see the things that we that we have done and
2: going and continue to do in the future. Appreciate you my friend. Ty Smith, Tennessee Titans, back with more money making conversations. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial how many of us have looked at our finances and screamed how can we make this much and still have so much debt it just creeps upon you right unexpected repairs replace the washer and dryer medical bills and the killer those insane interest rate credit cards you had to use to pay for it here's a really smart move that could help you get on top of your finances get a fixed rate personal loan at bestegg.com the rates are great right now imagine finally being able to pay down those crazy high credit cards, and bills, and then bank the money you save each month. Consumers have rated Best Egg 4.8 out of 5 stars on Consumer Affairs because of the super easy online app that takes about a minute with no impact on your credit card score. Upon approval, funds can be deposited in as little as one business day. You hear me? Get your bills under control. Bank what you save and take control of your finances with a loan from BestEgg.com. Visit BestEgg.com slash plan. BestEgg.com slash plan. Again, com slash plan. And change your life. Hi, Rashawn McDonald, we're back. Money-making conversation, and I got my guest on the line. I love it. I love it when people call in on time. Don't have to, you know, be be vamping, as they say. Act like I got other important things to say other than interviewing people. Okay. Well, if I could talk for two hours, I wouldn't have no guests, but I can't. I got to have important people come in so I can sound important. <laughs> my next guests are a power couple. From my. They live in my favorite city, uh, New York City. I love New York City. I was up there last week. So uh, next time I go up there, I got to contact them so we can. Uh, I'm sure they got some places where I can go eat because everybody knows I am a king foodie. Okay, he is the first African-American owner of a pro sports team in New York City. New York history, and first African-American owner of a pro football team. He is the CEO, and she serves as Chief Revenue Officer of the New York Streets. Their firm, Legacy Growth Partners, owns the team. LGB is a private investment firm with investments in entertainment, manufacturing, and real estate. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations founder and chairman, COO at the firm, Corey and Tamara Galloway. (laughs) Uh, Hello. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, uh, I, I was. They, they They just knew I was gonna mess up your name. They could say, you know.
1: <laughs>
2: just, but everything First, first of all, they tell me it's your birthday.
0: It is my birthday.
2: Okay, all right, birthday. You doing my show on the birthday? So, what, what, Corey, what you gonna do, brother? Come on now, we going we, we gonna make this personal <laughs> on air. What you know, haven't we... I done nothing. Oh, we oh, gonna do that? Oh my God! Da, da, da. I know, Wait, what what <laughs> have not done, brother? We we celebrating on oh, we celebrating on your show. That's unique. Right, 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 right. <laughs> that's unique. That's, 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 a, that's I, the first one. That's the first <laughs> one. That's, well, you you used to doing first, my friend. You used to doing first and. I I read your bio on both of you and it's real rather unique and uh mm-hmm. when I when I start talking about um uh, trendsetters, groundbreakers, uh, visionaries, I I'm sure those names uh, that, that have been used to describe both of you as, as a couple as well as individuals. So how do you get in the football business?
6: So we, um I started by I used to consult with uh pro athletes, mainly Listen. NFL NBA players for about ten years. And Marcus Colson who played for the Saints and I uh
2: I remember mm-hmm.
6: he launched a team in Harrisburg called the Harrisburg Stampede. And I worked with him on that for four years and that's when I was introduced to the arena sport industry and got to know all the owners and different leagues from AFL to IFL to NAL such a fragmented business, but got to uh meet and understand a lot of the players in the industry. And when I, uh, I'm a native New Yorker, so we end up uh, getting out of that team and markets end up investing in the Philadelphia Soul, which is an arena football team. We got to know the owners there. And as we getting to know the owners there, they said, hey, you know, New York doesn't have a market. have a team, but it has a big market. And that began the journey, and that was three years ago, just to um, find a location so we can actually launch a team. Right. And that was a three-year journey. So how how I got into the arena space was through my consulting with uh, pro athletes, with Marcus Colson, and working on the uh, Harrisburg Stampede led us all the way to, I think, seven years later, launching the New York streets.
2: Now, explain to my listeners, what exactly is arena football?
6: So arena football is uh, played inside, hence the word arena. It's uh, basically played on the same 50-yard field similar to a hockey rink. And basically it's uh, 8-on-8, about 10% of arena football players, arena football league players, go on to the NFL. So it is a place where um, the NFL pays attention to if you, for anyone that's really into sports and really into the NFL From a geekish point of view, Mm -hmm. in the collective bargaining agreement with the NFL Players Association and the NFL, Arena Football is actually spelled out in that collective bargaining agreement because it's such a source of talent for the NFL.
2: Well, one of one of the famous alumnus from there is Kurt Warner, who is now a Hall of of Fame quarterback. Yeah, Kurt Warner, and uh, he came from Arena Football, and it's all about. I'm a fan of Arena Football. I watch it. High scoring, um, you you as a fan you it's like hockey because you know you can run right up into those pads. <laughs> mm-hmm. And right. so so that's you 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 mastermind you the founder and the chairman and then we got chief revenue. This is all about money now. It's all about money. It's all about exactly. money. And why do the females, the women in our lives, the ladies control the purse strings? That's what they say. They say they, they say when it comes to the money, <laughs> the purse strings is controlled by the ladies. So, chief revenue officer, please come to the front of the room.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
2: He's pitching this okay. idea to you about uh he's been working on it. Professional football player down New Orleans wide receiver four years. Why does this seem like a good idea to the chief revenue officer? The New York Streets.
0: Well, you know, I got to tell you to be honest, I wasn't really sure to begin
2: with. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: going to do what? How? Mm-hmm. You know, that was my first reaction. But I have to say that I love it. I'm with him all the way. We right. have, All we do is strategize and figure out what it is that we're going to be able to accomplish together. And, you know, this is my background. Sponsorship has been my life for the last 20 years. So being able to leverage the football market and being involved on this level with my husband has been a dream come true.
2: Now, this is really interesting because when I go through resumes, I try to pull out little buyers. I try to pull out little nuggets and, like, one of the, the gems was a mother of four. Being able yeah. to balance being a mother of four. Let's talk about that because I always tell people uh, publicly on my show that despite all my success, I did not understand how to balance my life. I was just 100%, 100% all in on work. Were you like that, Corey, or were you able to balance your life?
6: Yeah, I think um, what i been able to do the reason I set out to work on my own is to actually have ultimate balance. So you know the thing about an entrepreneur is you can schedule your meetings according to your schedule, and unless it's a revenue meeting, right? Which I'll move heaven and earth to take those meetings, but all the other meetings work around our kid's schedule. Yeah. Yeah, so,
2: our family yeah. definitely yeah. comes. First. Yeah. 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 Now I'm gonna come back to the mother of four. Now you know I was talking to her, and then I just slid over the core. I think everybody went. When he talking to Tamara, the mother. <laughs> now he's talking to Corey, the mother. He's just he's just a dad. She's <laughs> so talk about that. You know the, the whole responsibility of being a mom, and sometimes that can be guilt when you when you're a working mom. When it comes to parenting and and being being responsible and wanting your child to have all the time and realize that they that you're there for them. How did, how were you able to balance it being a mother of four? Right.
0: You know, balance is such a hard word. You know, I work really, really hard to make sure that we're balancing, but at the end of the day, I'm, something something's not 100%, you know. I, that we're never really fully 100% satisfied, but but at the end of the day, our values are very much aligned, Corey and I, with, you know, God first, family, and just making sure that, you know, everything else will fall into place once mm-hmm. we have those, those 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 are our, you know, our, our, our North Stars. But at the end of the day, you know, my kids, Literally, right now we're we're trying to get um, our two oldest into college, so there's a lot of time that's being spent on, you know, college applications and everybody being anxious and where are they <laughs> <Yeah>. going? That's <laughs> right. And I am available, like so, no matter what. You know, I'm definitely available, no matter what we're doing. Like, obviously, revenue is definitely our number one priority. Like, just like Corey said, so when mm-hmm. we're when we have different meetings, but we have we're blessed to be able to kind of schedule around it to make sure that there is a
2: balance. Now. One, have to say, when you're doing it, when you're doing a venture like this, let me just tell a little people about her background. You know, she's uh, worked for Time Incorporated and uh, was very instrumental in the growth of iconic brands as Real Simple and People. I want to say People Magazine, correct? Yes. Okay. So these are not like, you know, these, these are brands. You walk into a store, you see them on a the shelf, recognizable. So... The idea of taking the New York streets and being able to brand it and market it, what is the plan when you have this tremendous background, which also means you probably have tremendous connections and tremendous relationships? How do you, do you go into, you know, you're proclaimed as the chief revenue officer in the bio, but I'm sure you're involved in the marketing and the branding and the publicity of the New York streets, correct?
0: That is correct, yes. I've got my hand in a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. absolutely. See, I, I, I just um, can't let them
2: just throw that one title on you. I know you got five, four, you. five of them over there. Come on, Corey. Come on now, Corey. you got right, two. Right, you got two in the resume definitely, here. Definitely, founder yeah. and chairman. She just has one. No, you got three. You got founder, chairman, and COO. Oh, uh, that's, that's okay. she told yeah. you. Got, you, got a, you got a bunch of them going, she just got one title. Chief right. Revenue Officer. Right, right. So I'm right. so right. going through the bio. I'm just going, okay. But she right. she she's over here, and we not even got the glad yet. We gonna go back that right, minute.
6: Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, we right, we're about
2: right. to go to. Her. She really? I don't know why Corey on the on the show because she got <laughs> everything going on. Exactly.
6: This is her birthday. Good this this is her birthday.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but let but let's talk about that because you to do what I'm talking about, and uh, I know he's proud of you because of the fact that you walk in the room and um, in an environment of trying to be able to. Um, be able to let people know that you can do the job and to be able to market people magazine real simple which is like basically a lifestyle magazine for the general market how That's do you how, how do you accomplish these things what is, what is your point of view?
0: Well you know it's interesting because you're right like I really I grew up at Time Inc and really being exposed to the best of the best in terms of brands mm-hmm. and marketing. So, yeah, I I draw on my experience from Real Simple, from people uh, in Style Magazine, Essence, a lot. And really, you know, the mantra that we have around here is executing with excellence Mm -hmm. and making sure that, you know, around all of the people that we have around the table, definitely come with excellence. And, you know, we draw on that a lot just in terms of, I I do have a little bit of a reputation, I should say, when it comes (laughs) to what my expectations are in what we're delivering And I'm and I'm really I'm really impressed that you that
2: you noted that. <laughs> well, I had to because of the fact that uh, um, my whole I'm a, I'm a i am like to believe I'm a brand expert, and I'm really into marketing. And when I when I love to bring power couples on the show, because that's a, that's a that's a different combination, you know, because of the fact that you have to be able to work, and then you have to be able to work together. Then I would be able to turn it off. Be able to say, look, we good, we good. Now we're gonna go home and be with the family. That's an interesting dynamic that a lot of people don't understand. And so like so when when I'm going through your resume and looking at what Corey's accomplishing, I'm looking at what you're accomplishing, I'm going, Wow, you success has to happen. Now there's no guarantee, but success has to happen because you you both of you have some a tremendous wealth of uh, you know, what I always said mentorship. You you can mentor each other.
0: <laughs> right. Yes. From your lips to God's
2: ears. Well, they're the owners of the New York Street's the inaugural season kicks off April 13th. Um, I want to congratulate you. Congratulations. Uh, and happy birthday to you, Corey. You're an amazing uh, individual. Uh, please, 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 please come back on my show. Please uh, give me that that uh, those social media calls so I can promote it. I, th- I got like about 40,000, 50,000 fan club members in the New York City area. Love to get the word out to them and help build your brand. Okay.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for having us.
2: I appreciate you. Keep winning. How many of us have looked at our finances and screamed, how can we make this much and still have so much debt? It just creeps upon you, right? Unexpected repairs, replace the washer and dryer, medical bills and the killer. Those insane interest rate credit cards you had to use to pay for it. Here's a really smart move that could help you get on top of your finances. Get a fixed rate personal loan at bestegg.com. The rates are great right now. Imagine finally being able to pay down those crazy high credit cards, and bills, and then bank the money you save each month. Consumers have rated Best Egg 4.8 out of 5 stars on Consumer Affairs because of the super easy online app that takes about a minute with no impact on your credit card score. Upon approval, funds can be deposited in as little as one business day. You hear me? Get your bills under control. Bank what you save and take control of your finances with a loan from bestegg.com. Visit bestegg.com slash plan, bestegg.com slash plan, Again, bestdeckcom slash plan and change your life.
0: This is Julie. Hey, Calendar. What's my morning like? Julie's about to have a long day.
1: At 9 a.m., soccer carpool. 9.10, purchase birthday card. 9.05, dry cleaning.
0: Did you just go backwards? I'm sorry. I can't fit that question into your schedule. 9.15, cry for a little bit. For days that won't end, let Schwanz help. With Schwanz, you can get delicious meals that go from freezer to table in minutes, not hours. Ordered, delivered, done. That's homemade easy. Visit today at schwanz.com.